<clears throat> well, of course, this today's the, the first Sunday of the month. Thanks, guys. You can you can go, and uh, that means we have our service in Alliston today, and um, want to you know just inspire you to continue to pray for Alliston. We've seen good things happening in Alliston, and we're believing for a, a, a building, a place where we can set up all the time, so that we can better reach the west coast and serve Alliston as well. So I'm really excited for what God wants to do through us, um, Alliston is I guess the first outreach that we've done and we've been going there for at least five years now so I think it's time we get a building and we set it up and and, uh, really establish One Heart Church uh, further beyond Port Lincoln. It's also good to have our dentist friends here this morning on the front row so uh, we've had um, uh, a a group of uh, trainee dentists here they've got about a week and a half to go and then they're fully fledged dentists so um, yeah it's great to have you with us this morning and hope you've enjoyed your time in Port Lincoln and uh, hope One Heart Church has been good to you as well. So if you're visiting here for the first time, I want to say it's great to have you here with us and I hope that you can stick around afterwards and have a cup of coffee or tea and a free biscuit. We should charge for the biscuits, I think. So so the thing is, take a biscuit. Honestly, this is a pastor venting. Take a biscuit, eat as many as you want, but don't fill fill your pockets to take them home. It's It's not like free snacks for later. It's like it's for here. So... And it's not the kids who are doing that either. <clears throat> so I want to talk this morning uh, you know, about, about the prophetic. The place for the prophets is, is uh, I guess, the best title I have uh, for this message this morning. But God's really been uh, um, you know, starting to, to show me some things for next year. I've already got lots of outlines and plans for the year ahead, for, for preaching at least anyway. And... Uh, I'm really excited for where, where we've been this year with the supernatural, and I think next year we're going to um, continue on from where we leave this year spiritually. So I want to encourage you, um, use, the, use the, the time we have remaining in the, in, as we come to an end of this year to organize yourself, prepare yourself for what God has for us next year. So the, the, the biggest tragedy we have as a Christian is to go from year to year, month to month, season to season, and, and stay the same. That's not the goal. That's not the plan. It's not to stay the same. It's to be growing, changing, developing, challenging, um, motivating, moving forward, going somewhere. The, 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 there's one thing from one thing that's worse than staying the same is going backwards. That's even worse. But I want you to propel yourself forward in the things of God. Start to ask yourself, God, what is it that you want me to do? I'm getting. I'm not even on my notes yet. This is really sad. But. A word from the prophet. I'm starting to preach now. I was just sort of rambling before. I'm preaching now. I change. I kind of do notice. I just waffle, then I change. You go to preacher mode. But a word from the prophet is a very popular thing. If you want to fill a service, um, advertise a prophet is coming. And you'll get everyone's crawl out from under the rocks, under, the, under, the, under everywhere. They'll come from off the roofs, from, from, from you know, all over the place. People will turn up because they think if there's a, a, a recognized prophet coming to church, well, I'm going to be at church because I'm hoping I'm going to get a word. You know, I, I'll say from the start, I love the prophetic ministry and I want to see it in the church. Um, you know, I, when I was young, I would never miss church when I knew a prophet was coming. I would be there. I'd make sure I'm in church that, that, that day. I'd wear a, the fluoro-coloured wind cheater, the brightest I could find it. Uh, this is the honest truth. I had a pink one. I was a real man. I had a blue one, a fluoro blue. It was, it was probably cobalt, really. And, uh, and, and I had a yellow one. 
They, was all, they were all designed to say, prophesy over me. They were the prophesy getter, uh, wind cheater. They were the, they were the, 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 the prophecy attractor. And, uh, and I don't know if it really worked or not, but I'll tell you what, I, I'd given myself the best chance. And I'd say, where's the preacher, where's the pulpit going to be? I'll sit sort of right in the middle with this glowing thing. And, and if I wore a tie, I'd wear a bow tie with little lights on it. Just, <laughs> no, I didn't have the bow tie, that's the lie. But some people have, um, some people here today, the Lord is prepping you for the, for the prophetic. Maybe you're a young person, maybe you're not so young, but I want to encourage you that God may be prepping you, getting you ready for a prophetic life. So you need to be, if that is you today, you've got to get these keys. You need to be stable in the Lord, grounded in the word. So get, get these. So you write these things down. They're really, really important. If you want to have the, the prophetic move through you, be stable. Be a stable Christian. So you need to be stable, grounded in the word, submissive to your leaders, and willing to bring the word of God prophetically to other people. So the, it's more, the prophetic is more than a word of encouragement here or there. This is about the revelation that is accurate and confirms a direction. So hopefully that th this is much more what I'm talking about today is those who have that, that powerful, pure gift to be a prophet in the church. Now, I think most believers can operate in the prophetic, can he get a word from God, can bring a word of encouragement that is prophetic to people. That doesn't mean that you are operating in the office of a prophet. We're going to look at all this as we go along this morning. But um, the prophetic gift often begins... So you might think, well, I don't know, how can I be a prophet? What's it all mean? It begins with prompts in our spirit or prompts in our heart. Um, uh, you know, it could, could go along the lines, well, I really think I should call Glenn today. Or I really, uh, feeling that uh, I normally drive home this particular way, but, but today I'm going to go a different way. And you go past somebody's home and you think, I just need to, to call in there. And you find yourself positioning to minister to people because you're hearing the voice of God and in the right place at just the right time. So sometimes the prophetic can be operational in our lives just by being obedient to subtle little prompts from the Spirit. Yeah, and some of the things that seem like they, they just don't matter. I know for me, there was a period of time I'd go to the post office and I, and I believe that you tune into the Spirit of God in little things like this and God would say to me, pick up all, all, the, all the, the, the junk mail that... It's an amazing place, Portland, and a beautiful place, but some of the people have got some really bad habits. And if they've got a post box, if they get the junk mail, they just pull it out and drop it on the ground. Think, Who does that? Yes. I'm going to stake out the post office and watch and then and start saying, excuse me, why did you just throw that on the ground? Um, but anyway, God started to speak to me, and I believe if you can hear God in these kind of things, then you'll start to hear God in other things that help people. So, so God says, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself one day, who does this? Who would do this? Is some kind of a hunchback monster who collects their mail and throws it all on the ground? I'm sure it is. And the drag one leg. They check their mail. They, they, see, they see there's junk mail and they just pull it out, drop it on the ground, take their mail and, and then drag their leg off to their broken down Toyota and drive home. But you know something? They're probably not looking like that. But the, 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 the issue is it's not about that person. It's about God saying, you be the answer here. So, so every time I go to the post office and I see 
I see like the, the junk mail around. I, I, I collect it all up and I put it in the bin. And, and that to me is some of the ways in which the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And if I can be obedient to that, so I want you to catch something today. If you can be obedient to some of those little promptings, it might say, God might be saying to you, be, be at work early. Um, stay around and lock up. Um, do things that you nor- normally may not want to do. It's not just choosing anything, but it's being available and obedient to the small little promptings of God that then says, well, you know, God says, hey, he heard that. He says to some, some of, the, some of the, the beings around him in heaven, he says, hey, he heard that. He's picking up the rubbish. You see that? that I, I just asked him to, and he's, he's doing it. So now I think I can trust him for something a little bit better, something a little bit more advanced. So, so that's how it starts. So we're trying to demystify some of these things because church is often filled with kooks and spooks and we need to realize that God wants to minister powerfully and, and accurately through us, the normal ones. If you're all normal like me. Proverbs 12 verse 26. And it should pop up there on the screen. The godly give good advice to their friends the wicked lead them astray. So the whole thing about having a, a prophetic ability is to bring good godly advice to our friends. And so we view life as, as not a, uh, and this uh, prophetic gift that we may have as an opportunity to bring good advice to people, to be a blessing, to be a help. It's not a, it's not a mechanism or a tool for controlling and manipulating others or trying to get an outcome that is good for us. So we, if we do that, that's an abuse of the gift. So in the olden days, we see it in the Bible, a prophet in Israel was called a seer, a person who could see or understand spiritual things and bring direct messages from God. They were later known as prophets. So the the title kind of changed from being a seer to a prophet. Uh, They also had false prophets. We'll look at that uh, another, another week. But while it's very encouraging to have a personal word from the prophet, that only represents a tiny part of what the prophetic is or what the gift of a prophet is in the church. So I believe church direction and church vision and its purpose comes from prophetic leadership and revelation. Uh, and, and I know, I guess I was very attracted to the prophetic and I used to use, used to operate in it very regularly. I used to fast three days to go to home fellowship groups so I could prophesy for people. I was so determined. So I wanted to be pure. I wanted to be a vessel that hears God. I wanted to have a word in season for people. And um, I really love that. But being a pastor, you kind of get too connected in a lot of ways with people. And you can sort of start prophesying, but you really sort of know. And that's a real good trick. Kind of, you know, you, you know people's lives. You say, well, listen, you should sell this. You should buy that. You should, you know, go here, go there. Um, you know, don't think of moving. You need to stay in this church until I leave. Um, <laughs> all things like that. <clears throat> but to the best of to the best of um, my ability here as the pastor, I want to I want to lead the church through uh, prophetic purpose and prophetic leadership through revelation prophetically to the church so our themes don't just I don't just scratch my head one day and say hmm, yeah what would be a good theme how can I manipulate the church for the next year ah oh, you know this is a good theme you know I get it through prayer through fasting through waiting on God and 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 I get those 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 catch moments where I say I know what you want us to I know what you want us to to be focusing on I know where we should go and I want to say we've got a wonderful team of leaders who who lean in and listen to, to what I'm saying to them as a leadership group, and then they work that out in the church. 
And I think that's just a, a, an amazing thing to be part of. But as we look at the, the role of the prophet in the, in the church, uh, Romans, what's it? Romans 12, I think it is. Romans 12, 6. It says, in his grace, God has given us, it's given all of us, different gifts for doing certain things well. So if you're wondering, well, what is my gift? Think about what you do well. And you say, that's a gift from God. Whatever it is, you know, we're not going down that path. But So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. So here in this, this chapter, prophecy, it says, is an activation of faith. So you can't prophesy without the element of faith, without, without having a discovery that Jesus is speaking to you on, on a subject or for a person. You've got to have faith and believe that to step out accurately in, in the prophetic realm. Ephesians 4 verse 11, now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers here uh, the prophet is listed among the ministry gifts of leadership in the church. And we need to uh, understand that it is a leadership gift. It is, it, it, is, it is not just a single function that we may operate in from time to time, but it is a purpose gift that God has given the church. But it's really, really important, going back to some of the things I started with this morning, when the prophet works in partnership with the other leadership gifts, it adds greatly to the supernatural life of the church. So prophecy not connected by godly wisdom can bring confusion and harm. I'll say that again. Prophecy not connected by godly wisdom can bring confusion and harm. And so we need to realize that having a gift to prophesy, we might think we are sure, we are, we are certain about a word that we should bring, but you need to submit that to the whole, to the whole structure of how a church operates with the, the apostles, the pastors, the teachers, and the prophets, and, and all those other things. They, they work together, they fit together, they're not in opposition or working against one another. And that's where we see a lot of issues arise because a ministry gift is working in opposition and not realizing how to flow in. It's like having um, a, an intersection rather than a, a um, what, what do you call it when you enter a freeway? What do you call that? A merge, a merging lane you, you have a merging lane or an intersection we want to have merging lanes in life with other people who we're merging with in the spirit that we flow and we have momentum we don't want to keep coming to crossroads where we cross each other and annoy one another and don't listen to each other but see the point of the call of God upon your life and I know that God will be stirring things more into the life of the church about operating in the gift of uh, the prophetic so uh, where are we up to? Jesus used the, the supernatural prophetic gift. I'll give you some examples. I'll pop up on the screens there. Matthew 17, verse 22. Uh, Jesus says to Peter, go down to the sea coast, catch a fish. The first fish you catch, it's going to have a coin in its mouth. Take the coin out, go and pay the, the temple tax. So Jesus prophesied about fishing. Uh, Mark 11, verse 2. Uh, he tells some disciples going to set up for the uh, actually going to, to uh, do the, 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 the entrance into Jerusalem. And he says to, to some of the disciples, you go into the town, you'll see a donkey tethered um, by its mother, never been ridden before. Um, take it, bring it back. If they ask you, what are you doing? Tell them, I've told you to get it. Uh, so he prophesies 
the circumstance, the situation, but he gives them an instruction, a prophetic instruction. Um, another one, Mark chapter 14, verse 13. It's, he says he sends the disciples in to town to set up for the, the, for the supper, for the, for the uh, Passover meal that he's going to have, the last one that he has with his disciples. And he says, you'll see a man carrying a pitcher of water. I was going to be really smart and have a picture of water say he's carrying a picture of water but it means a, a picture it's a container it's an old-fashioned word of a container of water it's not a picture of water picture or picture so if you if you if english is not your first language you'll be very confused right now english is not my first language so i'll talk to you in italian but i won't be very good john 148 jesus saw nathaniel under the, a fig tree before they'd even met and, and uh, Nathaniel sort of comes to, to Jesus and he's a little bit doubtful, he's a little bit concerned, he's heard about Jesus, but he, he's really thinking, how on earth do we really know if this is the Messiah? That my, my brothers and friends are telling me about this Jesus and he meets Jesus and Jesus prophesies, says, you are a true son of Israel. And, and, and he says, how do you even know me? He's thinking, anyone could say that. I think he's thinking, anyone can say that. True son of Israel, true Italian, true Aussie, whatever. And he says, before, you know, before, I think it was Matthew called you, I saw you under the fig tree. And he says, whoa, you are the Messiah. Suddenly he has this revelation moment. So Jesus knew how to use the prophetic for instruction and to, to prove himself to others. But prophecy is a supernatural gift for the church. It brings instruction, direction, and comfort. So we need to realize that utilizing the prophetic in our church, it brings instruction to our direction, tells us how we should do something. Uh, it also uh, brings us a direction. So we have a direction in our church. It's called our vision, our vision statement. And it, it's, it's very simple, but very broad. I'll give it to you right now. If you know it, you can share it with me. It's not the Bible. It's not the, in the, you know, the, 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 the next text of the, of the New Testament, but it's to be a large relevant church no, one's else, no one else knows it. To be, what is it? To be a large relevant church of mature believers who love our community. So to be a large church, it, that's our goal. We don't, we don't want to stay the same way. We, we want to reach a net out that will reach all of Port Lincoln because there's a whole lot of people who are going to a crisis eternity who don't know who Jesus is and we want to reach them. We want to reach out, throw a net out and, and make a, a way for people to come to know Jesus so they can be born again, so that they can be saved, so they can be baptized, so they can be disciples, so they can be filled with the Holy Spirit, so that they can go and do amazing things wherever God calls them to go. Oh, I got a bit excited there. What was up to? So our vision. Part of our vision is to be mature believers. And I think a lot of, thanks for the prompts there, a lot of the a lot of the issues we have in church is because we've, we've operated using gifts and operated uh, in, in areas that have been underdeveloped, underprepared, but we think we've got it all together and we know it all and we're, we're, we're mature in these things, we think. But really we're, we're, we're crawling on the floor with a nappy on thinking we know all about how to operate in certain areas and sometimes we just, we just need to grow up. So a, a, a nappy prophet says, don't you tell me. I'm not submitting that to the pastor. I, 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 I had some, some guy came to me here one day and he says, you know, uh, you know he, he's a prophet and God's going to use him, all this sort of stuff. And he says, you know what? I've got a prophetic word for this church. And I said, no, I don't want you to bring it because he's not grounded in anything. 
His life's everywhere, all over the place. And I said, well, no, not now. So he says, comes back and he says, you know, God's told me I need to submit to you. You're the pastor. I need to submit this to God and to you. And God's told me to submit it to you. I said, okay, that's good. And uh, I said, can you sit in church and not say anything? Can you just keep quiet? And he says, I submit unto no man. I submit only unto God. And I went, you can leave now. Exactly what I said. I was just here. I said, you can go now. You can't do that to me. I said, well, you want, you want to be part of the church? You want to mature that gift? Then you submit that to the pastors and the leaders who are the shepherds who have to give an account. See, the thing that you don't understand is, is a pastor, some people might have an illusion, oh, I can become a pastor. It's got all this glamour and glitz and all this. You know what? I have to give an account for every single one of, of you who sit here every week. So you have to give an account for yourself, but it says the pastors and the shepherds stand before God on judgment day and says, what did you teach them? How come they were so messed up? So you better fix up. But 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40, it says, let all things be done decently and in order. So Jesus has an order in the supernatural life that he wants us to know and, and we, we've got to set, them, set things straight if we want to step up into mature Christians. So one of those things is prophecy. This is, this is the, the most important fact that he's all coming into this right now. Then we're going to go out from this. Write this down. Prophecy is not the primary source of revelation in a mature Christian's life. Prophecy is not the, the main source of revelation in the mature Christian's life. When I was describing myself earlier, I was wanting to go to church with my fluoro tops on because I was finding my primary source of inspiration and revelation was when the prophet came to town. And I'm thinking, I need a word. I need to know what I should do. So I'm hoping the prophet will say, leave your job, get married, uh, go on a holiday. I'm waiting for that stuff. But I've realized as I've matured that I don't need to go to church for a prophet to speak to me. But daily, Jesus can speak to me through a grounded lifestyle of obedience to his voice. So Jesus has an order. And it's an unfortunate fault to, to misuse the prophetic in the church that we end up with an unhealthy reliance on getting a word from the prophet. Now, I've even, I've even known people who I or would have expected we would describe as mature Christians who, who are, are putting their hands up for, for ministry, in, even to pastor churches, and they say, well, I say, well, what, what do you think is happening? What, what do you want to do? Do you want to go take on this role or not? And they go, you know what? Uh, I'm really not sure. I even went to a prophet's meeting, and, and you know what? They had nothing for me. So I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss. I even went to see the best prophet that there is in town. I went there, went to the meetings, hoping for a word to say, now you should go to that town. Now you should take on that, that ministry position. And the, the prophet never said anything. You know something? That's not the, the, the way of a mature disciple. That's the way of an immature disciple. And, and you know, we're all at different levels. And, we're, you know, I've been there. I've lived through that season. But I want to see a church full of people who are, who are stronger and better and well-equipped to deal with the issues of life that may come at you, to deal with the opportunities that, that come your way. Not running to, to get the opinion of a prophet, but saying, oh, I've heard the voice of God, and that's going to hold me steady right through the course of my ministry. So living... Waiting on the next message from a prophet leads to unhealthy imbalance and immature faith. 
So a prophetic word is useful to encourage and clarify what God wants us to know. So I've just said all that stuff. It doesn't mean I don't believe in the prophet. doesn't mean that I don't want to see that. But, it, but the, the use of it is to encourage and clarify what God wants us to know. And sometimes it, it reinforces what God, we feel God's already been telling us. That, that it, it may show a way forward where we thought, well, I wasn't too sure, but I, I kind of was getting an idea. And now it helps to clarify and brings a confirmation to what God was telling me. So mature believers who are seasoned in the word of God can accurately apply God's word to their daily life. They know how to navigate, negotiate through things because they're able to get the word of God and say, well, I hear what you're saying, God, and I'm going to use that in my life. And they can apply that to living. They've collected the rain and it's stored where they need it, when they need it. So what I do is I have a little diary, a a, a day a page diary, and, and I write down what God tells me and I read my Bible. And when I read my Bible, I do it every morning and I start the day reading the word of God and, um, and God shows me stuff. And sometimes I think, well, that's a bit random. Don't know really what that's about, but I, I just write key verses down from the day. And then I find that as I go through the week, as I go through the month, some things will come to me and I go, hang on, God's already told me about that. God's already showed me a revelation about that. So God's prophetically speaking to me. The, the most accurate prophetic word that God wants to speak to you from is when you start to get, uh, um, uh, what is it, in tune with this. Start to get acquainted with this. And, and it's like filling a rainwater tank. It happens one drop at a time, but over, over a whole season, it becomes full. And your life is like a, is like a container, a pitcher of water that God wants to put drip by drip into you. Sometimes we just think, God, just, just if you just dump a ton over me, that'll just kill you. That'll just burst you. You need to grow your capacity in the things of God one little bit at a time, and that's the best way to grow. So there's a little story I, I used to use a lot, and it's an illustration of, we often talk about, well, God's stretching me. God's, you know what happens when you stretch too much? You just break in half. You get a rubber band, stretch, stretch, stretch. You know, I used to have slingshots. We used to use rubber bands and you use them so often, uh, you, know, you use it so much and then, and then it snaps. So we don't want to live in a, a state of stretching. Even as a church, I don't want us to say, oh, we're, we're stretching, God's stretching us. And that just means you're going to break. We just need to be living in a constant purpose of growing. Healthy things grow, stressed things stretch. So we want to have a culture of growing healthily, well, um, balanced, into perfection. Anyway, well, I don't know where I was at. <clears throat> so the word of the prophet isn't our life source. It's a complement that clarifies the course. It's in a way, it's God's way of saying, I know where you're at. That's the most, I think, the, the, the most um, encouraging and, and uh, uh, blessed part of a word from a prophet is they can bring an encouragement to us so we know, you know, I'm not alone in this. God, God knows my name. Because he just spoke to someone else who doesn't know anything about me. He says, hey, you know, you there with, the, with that fluoro pink top, uh, you know, it's okay. You'll get over it one day. But what you do after the prophecy matters, you've got to do something positive with it. I've got to say, one of the things that I did notice really, really blatantly when I started here about 10 years ago in this church 
is that every, every drawer, every wall, there was prophecies plastered everywhere. Had prophecies from so-and-so and had all these names of people and, and words all over the place and cassettes and CDs and prophecies and prophecies about everything. And I, I realized starting to know people, this is going to, be, this is going to say, ouch. So you just you say, ouch, pull, pull, out, pull out the thorn and this. So we're going forward. Is a lot of people were receiving great words of prophecy which were true, which were accurate. But then they sit in the cupboard, put it in the shelves, fold, fold the prophecy up, put it in their Bible and leave it somewhere, waiting for the prophet to return or another prophet to come and give me the next chapter. You've got to do something with the word that God has spoken over you. Do something positive with it. So in, in some cases, we receive a prophetic word that is so far ahead of us, it seems impossible. It seems that that's just, that's just so out there, so far-fetched. I know... Um, uh, I remember a Sunday school teacher prophesied over me one day, one Sunday morning. We used to have Sunday school before church. We didn't have a church building. We used the RSL hall down the street. That's why we went to that church. It was just walking distance from our house. We go to the Rosanna Full Gospel Church, and I would go to the Sunday school before church and um, walk up the street with my brothers, go to this Sunday school, and, and then after Sunday school, they would do church. And one day, I don't even know what I said. I was, the, the Sunday school teacher was, was talking away, doing the lesson, and I said something I, I wish I could remember, and she suddenly stops everything, and she says, you are going to be a mighty man of God. God is going to use you. You're going to be a preacher. And I'm like, I don't even like church. <laughs> it's like one of those words is like, straight over you. But now I think back, I go, I should have t- taken more notice. I re- I, but there was something about that, that, that powerful, powerful moment of a prophetic word that even when you don't like church and you're not even sure about anything, it can hit you and you'll never forget that because it's a connection of the spiritual into your life. And, and I want to encourage you today that sometimes God will speak words over you that are so, so far beyond you right now, but God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. We just need to say, I want to do something positive with my life that is going to help God to achieve what he sees in me. Because there's a lot of people who don't help God and they're thinking, well, you know, I don't have the prophecies. I don't trust that anymore. You know, that didn't come true. Uh, You know something? There was times in my life where I did everything to wreck that destiny. I did everything that I possibly, I didn't do it on purpose, but I, I lived a life of recklessness, of, of uh, abandonment of the things of God, and yet somehow that word was true because God knew what he saw in me. And sooner or later, I had to wrestle with the call and the purpose God had rather than the call and the purpose Rob had. So talk about ahead of its time. Knowing where I am today, I think she prophesied right. And I'm glad for that. But the Old Testament prophet and the New Testament prophet serve a different role. In the Old Testament, we have reference of uh, prophet schools or, or, or companies of the prophets, they were called. In, in the, the books of the kings, we see there was, they, they mentioned places like Bethel. There was a company of the prophets at Bethel. There was one at Jericho. There was one at Gilgal. Um, I'm not going to go into all the names and what they mean, but, but we see in the Old Testament that there was companies of prophets, groups of prophets who studied together, who, who encouraged one another in the gift of the prophet, the role of the prophet. Um, but the prophet of the Old Testament was to bring God's word to kingdoms that had compromised their call and had lost their relationship with God. 
You'll find that in 2 Kings 17, verse 13. We're not going to look at that. But that's a powerful statement. The prophet of the Old Testament was to bring God's word to kingdoms that had compromised their call and had lost their relationship with God. So the role of the prophet in the church is to clarify and encourage the word of the Lord in our lives. It's, it's really not used in that same manner as it was in the Old Testament. It's a, a, a dramatic example of the, of the Old Testament prophet is 1 Kings 18, uh, where, where you have the prophets of Baal and, and Elijah and King Ahab, and we have that, that big contest on Mount Carmel. We're not going to look at all that. But in God's mercy and compassion, he sent prophets who would bring his word to the people to try and bring them back to God. Because the people had neglected God, they, did, they didn't know his ways, they weren't interested, they didn't know what his plans were, but through the prophets, God communicated to bring them back to his purpose, bring them back to his way. So I'll just give you a case note, I'm nearly finished. 2 Samuel 12, King David. Now he was a man that we would, we would all describe as, as someone who knew God, a man who worshipped God. He wrote songs. He was devoted to God. You know, uh, many of the Psalms that we have in our, our modern Bibles are written by King David, actually before he was even king, as a songwriter. They're songs written by God, uh, written by David to God. And one day, his eyes got distracted and he found himself guided in the wrong direction so much that he was tempted and he sinned against God. So the closeness he once enjoyed was now a distance. And King David's heart was no longer open to God directly. So he, he stopped hearing God. So God sent somebody, he sent Nathan the prophet to confront him of his sin. And other times in the Bible, other kings who found themselves in similar conditions would attack or, or arrest the prophet, would, would uh, you know, chain them, put them in prison, uh, all those things because they didn't want to hear the word of the prophet. But King David accurately responded to the prophetic he repented and was restored and forgiven and he has a good outcome to the rest of his life so if I could just have the music um, team come and join me this morning see the prophets are sent in God's grace to those who are finding it hard to hear God and I think that is true to us today sometimes we don't have to be saying well I'm really struggling to hear God but it's to bring a clarity it's to to bring uh, enlightenment into our spirits I believe usually to help us to clarify what God's already trying to tell us the, the prophets are sent in God's grace to those who are those of us who are finding it hard to hear God they're not priests they're not royalty they aren't born into it they are men and women selected by God for the hour and the day at hand so I'm going to pray this morning for a few things because I believe there are people here and you've been hurt by inappropriate or inaccurate words spoken over you um, and, and we need to let those things go today and believe God for uh, new experiences for for new opportunities um, for uh, maturing in us you know sometimes we, we just need to mature past some of the hurts some of the things spoken maybe with good intention maybe with bad intention I, I don't know but we need to, if that's you this morning, if you've been hurt by inappropriate or inaccurate words, then you need to shake those things off and say, Jesus, 
you know, wherever that came from, whatever the intention was, I want to walk free of that today because we can be sometimes entrapped by words spoken with the wrong motives. We're also going to pray for those who know God is preparing you, prepping you, developing something in you to prophesy. As I said at the very start, submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to your leaders. Submit the words that you want to speak to a, to a, a, a reputable leader in the church and say, listen, I'm, I'm feeling this. I remember um, the first time I ever prophesied over a, a person was in church at um, the Kevin Hines Garden Centre in Doncaster. And we had, that's where we had our church at that time, in Kevin Hines Garden Centre. And um, I'm just minding my own business. And uh, I, I had my Bible with me. And church is going, and I'm, I'm, I'm like the preacher in those days used to always have your Bibles, and you'd look up the scriptures with your Bible right there. And uh, and I remember just stumbling across something while I'm trying to find the scripture, and it's, I don't know what, what I don't remember. And and God speaks to me, and He says, "Go and tell that to Fiona." But I mean, in that sense, boys weren't allowed to, to to minister to girls. It's like I'm breaking all the rules here. And, and, and God's, you know, the, the service is going on. God's, go, go and tell Fiona, encourage Fiona with that, with that scripture. And so I, I went to one of the other leaders and I said, look, I, I don't know really, but I'm not sure this never happened to me before, but I think the scripture is for Fiona. What should I do? And the leader said, well, okay, let's go there together. And you can, and I said, hey, Fiona, I've never done this before. I hope it fits and I'm really clumsy. I'm really not sure, but I think God has this word for you. And uh, share this word with her. And she just is like, you know, emotional. She's like, wow. I really needed that today. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm, I'm walking out of church like, oh, I'm King Kong. I'm a monster. I'm, I'm like, Aah! I'm just tearing up the devil. But, but you know, I, I, I guess that was a, a good opportunity to, to realize, to, to get some scrutiny, get some protection, get some help while you're in that, in that zone of doing that. So the, 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 the last thing I want to pray for there are those in, uh, who, who know you, you need to stir the Spirit again in you to be reminded of prophecies that were already spoken. Maybe you're here today and, and, and you're one of those people who had the prophecies in your Bible. You had the prophecies stuck on the wall, that the prophecies were spoken over your life, but, but you know something, you thought but it was such a long time ago. Maybe, maybe God forgot. Maybe they were wrong. Maybe, maybe these things were, were, were for someone else and somehow it was spoken over my life. No, you've got to remind yourself of prophecies already spoken and say, Jesus, I want to follow you into that fullness, follow you into that promise. God didn't make a mistake. He didn't forget what was spoken. The most important thing Jesus wants from us today is to remind us of words of prophecy yet fulfilled. He wants to speak us. I don't know when that Sunday school teacher first prophesied over my life. I don't know. I might have been 10 or 11. I don't know what age I was. But it wasn't until probably much, much later in my life, those words came true. So we're going to pray and remind us again. We're going to say, Lord, remind me again of prophecies. Will you stand with me this morning? If you feel you want to participate in this, just stand with me this morning. <clears throat> and we're going to say, Lord Jesus, remind me again. 
fan those words of prophecy spoken into my life maybe a long, long time ago, fan them into a flame again and, and say, Lord, I want to submit myself to the word spoken and I want to believe it. I'm not going to look at the circumstance. I'm not going to look at the mess that might have might have you know, followed me around in, in life, things that have disqualified me or, or the devil's used to try and ruin that. Say, Jesus, I want to... I want a reminder again of the word spoken. And I'm going to pray. Then we're going to sing through a song again. And I know God's just going to drop words again that were spoken prophetically over us. And He's going to stir things up. And you're going to say, some of you are going to say, wow, you know what? I'm actually living that. I've forgotten, but I'm living it. Some of you are going to say, God, I need to come back to a place of faith again. I need to come back to a place of, uh, of activation again. I need to come back to the place of fellowship again. I need to come back to the place of, of your empowerment again, of the gifts spoken over my life. So let's pray this morning. Why don't you raise your hands with me to receive something today. Lord, I pray for those who have been hurt by inappropriate words spoken, maybe for manipulation or maybe for control or whatever reason, I don't know. But whatever it was, it was spoken as a word of God, but was inappropriate. Lord, I cut people free from those words. I cut people free from those bondages. And I say, in the name of Jesus, be free of that today. In the name of Jesus, be have those things cut off that those words that are spoken inappropriately, not from God, will be broken off your life today in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for those who know that you're preparing their hearts for that prophetic call. You'll be speaking to them in small ways, like just pick up those pieces of paper. Uh, uh, do, go and do this a different way than what you normally do. Whatever it is, Lord God, I pray those developing something in, in the the prophetic, that they'll submit themselves to you this morning, that they'll say, Lord, will you use me? Lord, will you help me to, to tune into those small little moments of obedience that will set me up for greater moments of obedience? So I just pray that over them today, for those people that, that are in that boat, the word for you, I have, I wrote this down in my notes, set apart, set apart, set apart. God wants you to set apart that part of your life to say, I want to tune into those voices. I want to tune into that, to that little voice that comes quietly, that comes subtly. But I, I just want to prophesy over you today, if that's you, set yourself apart and God will continue to speak into your spirit. And Lord, we pray for those who need to stir the word again that was prophesied over them, that need to stir again the words that were spoken over their life. And we just pray in the name of Jesus, a release of your power, a release of your fullness. And we just pray and believe in the mighty name of Jesus. We believe, we believe, we believe your word that doesn't fall to the ground void, but it does a purpose. And I just pray today in the name of Jesus, that purpose may be full and complete and, and uh, finished in our experiences, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless your church. Have a great week this week. And uh, we're going to do some announcements now, but um, I'll, I'll see you afterwards.